Hello again, everybody. Welcome again to another Blessed Wins Bible Message podcast. Thank you for tuning in and listening. This week, Amy is back. Amy was at her church on Friday night, and she gave a message. And it was a very powerful message about divine intervention. And it had a lot to do with choosing to help other people and the differences you make. So, here's Amy. Divine intervention refers to when a divine force directly, purposefully influences events in the world. It is the belief that God can and chooses to intervene in human affairs, either to guide, protect, or alter the course of events in a way that is beyond the natural order of things. Have you ever realized how many interactions we have with individuals throughout our lifetime? How many people come and go in our lives? and leave an everlasting impact on us, whether it be good or bad. All right, so these last few weeks, God has just been putting so many people on my heart who have inspired me with words of wisdom, encouragement, and just having an amazing positive impact in my life. Some are in this room. Some are no longer with us. But God puts people into our life at strategic times because he knows what we need for that very moment. Some to learn lessons from others, others to help you along the way, and others to make you realize just how strong you are. It doesn't always make sense to us, but he sees the bigger picture. Proverbs 3, 5, 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Jesus was always in the right place at the very right time. If he didn't meet the lady at the well, he was there. He knew exactly what time of day she was going to be there and exactly what to say for her to believe that he was the Messiah. God has placed the most unexpected people at the right moment in time who kept me encouraged and fed me work God's word. Because of their obedience, I didn't turn away and I didn't give up. God can always place us where we need to be at just the right time. God uses people to accomplish his purposes for his will. God used Joseph to save the family from starvation by bringing them to Egypt. Genesis 50, 20, 20, 21. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it about that my many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones Thus, he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. And then God used Moses to bring the Israelites out of Egypt. Exodus 3, 9 through 10. And now behold, the cry of the people of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen their oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. God has set up divine moments in time fulfill his will here on earth. God uses us to inspire others. Jesus showed us the way on how we should treat those around us. He inspired his disciples through his words and actions, guiding them in their faith and helping them grow as individuals. You never know who you will encounter throughout your daily life. You may just be in the right place at the very right moment. And God is about to use you for his divine will and purpose. So follow his voice. John 16, 13. 
When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. Romans 8.14 For all who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. So I don't believe in coincidences anymore, but in divine interventions of God. I had a divine encounter that helped lead me to where I am today. I met my dear friend Dottie, who was once a stranger and became a mentor. When I went on what I like to call my faithcation, right before I came here, it's a long story, but God placed us and aligned our paths. You see, I thought God sent me to Dawsonville, Georgia, for a revival service. Oh, I was wrong. I was sent there so that I could meet Donnie. The day didn't go as planned, and we found ourselves switching hotels. I crossed paths with him several times, and something said to me to spark up a conversation. He was the maintenance man, and I could tell he was a Christian from the cross around his neck, and I was still really shy to even spark up a conversation with somebody about God because there was so much, especially up here, controversy. But I began to talk to him about the revival service we were heading to. And even though I had some trouble understanding every word with that deep southern accent, I asked him if there was anything he needed prayers for. And he immediately told me about a tragedy in his family. So he wrote him down. He wrote his name down, and he handed it to me, and we parted our ways. This was all so new to me, but I knew I was going to get Donnie those prayers that he requested. So I slipped the paper in my Bible and headed out the door to the revival service. As the evening went on throughout the night, the power of the Holy Spirit just flowed radiantly through the night. And we went to leave, and suddenly I realized I forgot my Bible. So I ran back to where I had remembered where I left it, and there it was sitting on a table with a piece of paper sticking out of it. Then it hit me. I didn't ask prayers for Donnie. So the next thing leads to another. I asked someone if they had a prayer box request. I figured I'd just slip it in there and get them some prayer requests through their services. Nope. She said she had something better. So they sent me back to the baptismal pool where they anointed and prayed over a cloth. Wow, I had never heard of a prayer cloth before, but I knew he could use it. So next morning, as we were heading to leave and make a long drive home, I almost forgot to give it to Donnie. I almost forgot to give it to him, so I wasn't even sure how to find him. But God knew. I suddenly saw him down the long, narrow hallway, and as he slipped away into a room, I was unsure which room he had entered. I said to myself, well, what do I do now? Then I remembered he was the maintenance man. So I went to the service desk, and they called him down to the lobby where I was able to give him this cloth. And I explained to him, with what the pastor had shared with me, I have never seen a man's face light up so much with joy and emotion as he began to say, you did all this for me? Usually people say, I'll pray for you, but really never do. But you did more than just pray for me. You blessed me. John 13, 34, 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. So through a simple act of kindness and showing love to a stranger, God moved in both our lives. We are to live as light so others see Christ in us. Matthew 5, 14, 16. 
You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. But on a stand, it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to the Father who is in heaven. The story doesn't stop there. It only just begins. God began to manifest through his timing of an encounter that set me on a narrow path. As the pastor instructed me to exchange numbers so we could build up each other's faith through the use of the cloth, we did in parted ways. I didn't know much at all about Donnie, and he didn't know me. But God used us in such an incredible way. Come to find out, Donnie had a very strong spiritual relationship with God. He ended up being a preacher. I received a message from him when I returned home. He said he felt led to reach out and share with me what God was doing in his life since we met, that the fire had been lit back up in him, and he began to start preaching and sharing the gospel with everyone he encountered once again. So he asked me what he could pray for me about, so I shared a little bit about how I was just starting my divorce and just for strength, peace during the process, while Donnie delivered way more than just a simple prayer. He began to disciple me by listening to the Holy Spirit and sending the word at just the right moments in time. It would be exactly what I needed to hear. He would test me, test me on the word, and he guided me to understand the word. I can say, if he wasn't obedient to what God had placed on his heart to fill me up with his word, I don't think I would have been able to get through one of the hardest times of my life. It kept me seeking God for more understanding, and God's word started to become more clear, and the word became alive like never before. It grew a bigger hunger for the deeper meaning of God. He kept me focused on God and not on my troubles. My point to this testimony is to inspire you. When God puts someone on your heart, there is a reason. We never know what someone is truly going through, and God may be placing you in the path of someone else for a specific time and reason. Don't be afraid to step out and share the word, or pray for a stranger or a friend and a relative. You never know what kind of impact it may have on them and yourself. When God tells you to do something, you don't hesitate. God knows the plan he has for us, plans to prosper us and not to harm us, plans to give us hope and a future. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. All of you have not only shown me love, but have encouraged me and inspired me in so many ways. You have shown me who Christ truly is by your faith and through your actions. Brother Art, you took a shy girl who didn't feel qualified to even begin to pray for everyone around me, but yet you pulled me out and you set me out there. You've seen something in me when I couldn't see it in my myself. You have shown me who Christ truly is by your faith. You have never stopped believing in me. Pastor, you have discipled me and continue to show me and show all of us the way how to follow the gifts of the Spirit. Your passion to lead his people and not giving up is inspiring. 
Sisters, you shine through the love you show with caring, loving hearts, never to judge but mentor and pray with such tender, caring hearts. Brother John, you fill the room with such positive energy. And you know when someone needs a positive word, you have a powerful gift to know and to know how to listen to the God. Your devotion, dedication, and obedience is amazing. Galatians 5, 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbiddance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. 2 Timothy 4 to 5. Preach the word, be ready in season, and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itchy ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Ephesians 2.10 For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I truly believe that God has placed us all here for such a time as this. For fellowship, discipleship, encouragement. And not just to be your average church, but to become warriors for the kingdom of God. He has brought us all together through his divine interventions and placed us all together to fulfill his will on earth. Ephesians 2, 17, 20, 22. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Now, if you guys can take a look and just think of how much has been taken place since we have stepped out of the four walls of this church, how many people we have encountered just throughout this little bit of time But if you take a look back on your lives and realize how many people have touched you, how many people have you've touched, and just look at it and see how great of a divine encounter that God had placed you in at just the right moment, the right time. I could use so many more examples. But that one led me here, along with Lori. If I didn't buy my house, I wouldn't have met Lori. I wouldn't even know this place was existed. It only took me two years to come but I walk through them doors. So be patient. And don't be afraid to step out when somebody needs a prayer. You can sense somebody's negative energy. You can tell. And God will send you. And you never know where it might take you. Praise God. Lord, be with us wherever we're at today, Lord. Give us the ears to hear you talking to us. Lord, give us the strength and the boldness to go through 
with the things the Holy Spirit wants us to do. Lord, let us hear your voice ever clearly. Lord, protect us and guide us as we go from day to day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for listening to another Blessed Winds Bible Message Podcast. You can find us anywhere where you find podcasts. You can also catch us on YouTube. Have a blessed two weeks.